0: Few distractions bring gay reactions. The movies aren't the only places showing main attractions. Get into action, cruising down that boulevard. Come
1: here, child.
0: Bring your son. Hey, kid. Disgusting. Mm -hmm. Look at our baby. Look, we're just. The microphone is our son. Disgusting. It's really gross
1: absolutely disgusting
0: i gave birth to it,
1: <laughs>
0: it came out hi <laughs> welcome to casting from the closet my name is Paige, and my kink is uh giving birth to microphones
1: are you gonna leave in the bit about the microphone being or something hell yeah i thought you were gonna cut that
0: we are okay so here's the thing this is what we're doing right now we're both like laying on a bed and in between us is the microphone and we're kind of like looking down on it like proud parents. Um, and it's our son. All right. Hi, my name is Alex
1: and my kink is good literature. Because I said so.
0: That's cute.
1: Because we're talking about a book that I have beef with.
0: Wow, you must be horny just all the time. I'm just absolutely you be surprised
1: soaking wet you'd be surprised that's why I love libraries so much oh <laughs> shit love in multiple contexts oh no <laughs> multiple definitions oh perhaps. that's
0: disgusting you go into the library and you just that's why you always want to take me to libraries and you just want to rub up on all the books all the gay literature
1: <laughs> just run my hand down the spines of the mm.
0: books run your hand down the spine <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, wow. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, today <laughs> Okay, today we're going to be talking about Love Simon, the fun new film and the fun sort of newish book. Just one of those um one of those many, many
1: young adult uh like YA fiction, you know. There's, like, a bunch of them. Every time you look up one, all of the others are just in the recommended book section. You know what I mean? Yeah, all very similar. Yeah, you've seen them a billion fucking times, and you've never read them. Or maybe you have. I've read a couple.
0: Did you have to read, um, in high school, the, um... Oh, Laurie Hall Sanderson? Yes, I did. Yes! That's, it's like that. Yeah. Except it actually deals with... It, it deals with something a little bit less intense, I think.
1: Yeah. It's yeah.
0: a slightly different tone. Yeah. Alright, so first we're going to be going through uh, a non-spoiler summary of... I burped. A non-spoiler summary of, I guess, the book and the movie. Um, This is a pretty general uh, summary here, so... Basically, um, a gay high school junior, Simon Spear. Oh, yeah, he's a junior in the book. He's a senior in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a senior in the
1: movie. Which makes absolutely no fucking sense, because it's not like they show his graduation
0: or his prom. Yeah, there's no no real reason to make him... I mean, I guess it's kind of, like, dramatic, because it's the end of high school, and you're starting a new...
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah, that that could be. I think most of the changes that they put in the movie were um, for just for sort of cinematic effect or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Or just convenience. That part's unnecessary. This part's unnecessary. Anyway, Simon Spear has been keeping his sexuality a secret from his friends and family for years. But when he meets Blue, another boy in his high school who anonymously came out online they start a a sort of Romeo and Juliet kind of romance through anonymous emails. But Simon has another secret. He's falling in love with Blue. And with this blossoming love comes the very real threat that both Simon and Blue will be outed against their will. So who is Blue? Will Simon be outed? Will he lose Blue if they both get outed? Simon learned some very valuable teenage lessons through this experience, like the fact that other people exist, not just you. Uh, Don't be shitty to your friends. Uh, You should communicate with one another. And that people are dynamic, and if you don't want everyone to pigeonhole you into one small box forever, don't do the same for others. Nice. That's, that's, I mean, that's what we all got to learn, man. Like, some people want to criticize, you know, teenage movies and stuff. Like, well, these teenagers are awful. And you're like, shut the fuck up. You, like, you, (laughs) you definitely, like, got high and then, like, yelled at your mom for grounding you. I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm. I think, I think something important to note before we go into any sort of discussion about this is that both the book and the movie are very shitty cheesy teen romance things oh yeah they're they're 100% YA fiction in its peak form (laughs) um and I don't think that we need to go into this expecting anything revolutionary because as one of the more popular at least in terms of the book before the movie came out It was a really popular gay book, and I went to expecting this big revolutionary thing. Same thing with the movie, because I hadn't read the book before we went to go see it. I was expecting this big, like, revolutionary, you know, stand-up-for-the-gays kind of thing. Um, Yeah, because it
0: was the first gay
1: rom-com, basically. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a very popular title about a gay kid, and that has not really happened very much. Um, really, if at all, I'd have to look into it to see if it's ever happened before. Oh, if it has happened,
0: we're definitely covering it, though.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, but
1: it's just that. It's a shitty teen romance, except the main character is gay instead of being straight. (laughs) And to go into this looking for something more than that would be doing yourself a disservice, because it's not that. It's... It's not this big, logical, comprehensive, in-depth perspective at what it's like to be a gay kid. And there there are definitely aspects of it that, you know, relate to what it's like being a kid who isn't out. But it's not revolutionary and it does definitely does not cover what the experiences are like for the... For a very large group of queer people, there's definitely... You know, a handful of people who might relate to Simon's story, but that should not be taken as the full experience for all gay people. It does not go this way for a very, 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 very large
0: number of people. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, I'm, mm-hmm. for example, extremely privileged. Yeah. And it didn't even go that way for me. Yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot of people. This is like, like, as you said before, this is the best case scenario. Yes. Pretty much in almost everything. It's this is the best best you could do Like coming out in in modern times. This is the best thing that could happen to you. (laughs) I mean, I mean, the blackmailing is kind of not good yeah <laughs> that's kind of a, not a good thing to happen yeah. to you oh i mean i guess those are spoilers but we already went through the summary it's fine we're into the in-depth discussion y'all is that not part of the the back of the book my book is literally over there on my shelf oh if you man want to i go don't grab know grab it i guess go i can grab go grab it sure. go grab it
1: it's on the bottom shelf do you see it it's a red book yeah you know exactly what it is Please and thank you. Yeah, what's on the back of the book, my love? Now Simon is actually being blackmailed. If he oh. Play, <laughs> it's not a spoiler. Okay, okay no, it's no right spoilers. It's the back of the book. <laughs> he gets blackmo-
0: blackmailed, everyone. But yeah, it, it's not a spoiler. You have to edit that out. No, <laughs> no
1: that's staying in. That, that was out. a
0: fart, and it's staying in because I farted over you talking. Creative differences. <laughs> <laughs> I... Wor- <laughs> there's nothing we can do about it please Um, but anyway
1: like I said to summarize it's not revolutionary it's a shitty teen romance the main character is gay and that's awesome but you should not go into this or really into this review expecting the book to be revolutionary or life changing or representative of the majority maybe of gay people I'm not really sure you know how how everybody experiences coming out and things like that yeah you've
0: seen this before basically like this is like a well like a, a well adjusted white cis like rich suburban gay dude like you've se- you've seen this exact story before yeah you've just seen it with straight people yeah with straight people
1: yeah uh, with a nice white panel house or whatever color their house was the walls it were It was nice like and brick white. or something yeah I wasn't paying was attention to that. it was a very nice house it was a very nice house yeah it, it's just whether or not That the symbolism and the representation and, you know, the story is good for being one of the first big popular gay character movies.
0: Well, yeah, the thing is, like, um, LGBT media is sort of caught in this, like, in this catch-22 where a a lot of people, the audience to whom it is targeted, queer individuals uh we wanted to have a happy ending but we also wanted to sort of identify or acknowledge or talk about uh or 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 portray um homophobia transphobia the intersections of of racism and and homophobia and other difficulties we want them to not only be acknowledged but discussed um and portrayed realistically and that's that's you know that's hard to do it's hard to have it be happy and ha- make everyone watching it not feel like, oh, poor you, you're a victim, but also kind of have this, you're stuck in this, you know, this double bind of we want this to be sort of whimsical and lighthearted and happy and realistically portraying queer people growing up, um, but also not be sort of extremely washed the way sort of, I guess, Love, Simon was kind of. It, it felt really... There's this new. I just want to discuss this real quick. There's this new thing. It's not quite hipster. It's like the gen, a half a generation after the the original hipsters. Yeah. Um. They're like the um, endless summer hipster beach babe traditionally. Oh. Feminine. Absolutely. Yes. The high waisted <laughs> jean shorts, with the
1: the um faux eighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the yeah, yeah. real eighties, depending on what
0: song. Yes. Um, It's like, and it's that kind of like person, they're all white or light skinned, they have like the very tokenized two lights, three light skinned black people in it. Uh, I don't know the the, if you're not that, it's not you, it's harder to relate to this story. And, um, you know, he kind of there's this voiceover at the beginning where um, Simon is doing stuff in his life or whatever, and he says, "I'm just like you, except I have one big secret." Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, but he's like not just like you. He's. Not, he no, like he's really not. He's he has like really good liberal. I'm trying to be relatable. Parents. Yeah, it's not really that relatable. They gave you a car, a brand new car. Um, it was not a brand new car. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Babe, that was
1: not a brand new car. It was a
0: Subaru, by the way, which was uh which is the gayest of cars. It listen, I had something really important to say and it has gone. Oh yeah. Let's
1: put it this way. We're in a time where when gay marriage was legalized, a very large number of people thought, Okay, so that's it. That's all they need. Right. Yeah. That's that's all that the gays need. We don't have to work any further because they got their rights. No. Absolutely not. No. You're very, very wrong. There is so much more that needs to be done. And we are also in a time where a movie like this, where it seems like everything's peachy and keen and everything works out in the end and there's no, you know, conflict that, you know, your average gay teen might actually experience. Which, I mean, there is conflict that your average gay teen might experience, but the resolution is very... Like oh everything worked out in the end. Everybody still likes him, you know.
0: Yeah. That's, Even though he it like it's totally separate from him being gay. He was a shitty person. was kind of a shitty person. Yeah. Which you're in high school. That happens a lot. Yeah. Um,
1: it's because we're in a time like that. That makes me worry that something like this is what's the big and popular gay movie, because. That's what sparks articles that are like, "Do the gays really need this?" Yes. And we will talk about this later. Yeah, but yes, we do. Um, but we need more than this. Yeah,
0: we maybe we don't necessarily need this specifically. We need what it stands for. Yeah, no. So there's this line in the a line in the movie where uh they do this really horrible scene of cabaret. Oh, oh, uh, and then the um, the like theater director says that was a start. And that's kind of like what Love Simon is actually as a group entirely. It's it's a start. It's it's a start. Yeah. It could be a lot worse. I mean, I'm just happy that there is a gay movie for teens. Yeah. Like honestly, I mean, there's um it's I just it's so difficult to have a movie where where uh, it, there's a happy ending and it's norm and in and you know, queer identities are normalized and um tr- you know portrayed in such a way that makes that it's happy right because a lot of us do have happy endings like we obviously all deserve happy endings yeah um many 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 of us uh despite uh, lots of popular media portrayals do get them um and it's ex- it's it's very very important that especially young people get to see those happy endings um, especially if they're not in a place right now that appears to be, you know, leading up to a happy ending. And that's that's really important. There's sort of like a, you know, you have to toe the line between being funny and, and whimsical and kind of charming, but also being real. And I don't think a lot of, um, I don't think really many teen movies actually do that. I think very, very few you you know even straight movies really do that mm-hmm. they're they're either vapid or you know dark and unhappy and i think it's just because you need to be a very 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 accomplished writer and actor and director to or, to sort of bring all those things together it's just that it's it's a little bit more important i guess mm-hmm. when it's for for queer teens
1: right basically don't go into this either the movie or the book, expecting something to be life-changing. Don't expect there to be, you know, a revolutionary conversation or realistic representation of
0: what could potentially happen if somebody's outed in their high school. Um, That's a huge theme, being being outed against your will. That's a thing that I think a lot of people, a lot of straight people especially, don't really get
1: yeah and i would like to go into that more a little bit later um because i have some things to say about outing people against their will uh oh uh listen i do too Mm -hmm. so yeah don't go into this looking for something huge this is exactly what it is it's a shitty ya romance a rom-com really and it, it is what it is that's it yeah it's it's a casual read i had to kind of force myself to
0: get through it the writing is pretty juvenile but yes it is it's it is a young adult and is very like it's a juvenile book yeah the writing really takes me back to 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 that image of like the high-waisted jean shorts so quirky and relatable
1: so quirky and relatable yeah this is something i would have really liked to read Probably in high school, you know, when I was 15 or 16, I would have loved this book, I think. Or well, maybe not loved, but I would have enjoyed reading it, hopefully. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I would have been a lot more captivated by the love story, which by the way, they, it is cute. Like they I think that, you know, the the love story, although really cheesy and kind of poorly written, is kind of cute. Yeah, it's adorable. And I think young me would have really liked that and would have just been all over the place and be like, holy shit, there's a gay couple in this book.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. I think me and you, we really being like in our 20s, we missed the window for. Yeah. Yeah. So like there are certain types of books, um, especially books, but, you know, other like movies and other kinds of media that um, you you have between this age and that age to read it. Like, for example, you cannot read Catcher in the Rye in your 20s. Like, if you- you have between the ages of 15 to 19 to read Catcher in the Rye- in the Rye, 19 being a little old, even, and then if you miss that window and you didn't read that book, you don't get to read that book. Because if you read it then, it'll just be a fucking shitty book about a whiny teenage boy in New York. Um, But when you read it when you're 17 and you're a shitty, white, whiny, like existential suicidal teenager like me, um, then you fucking love it and it changes your goddamn life. But um, and I think that that would, you know, we missed that that time period in our lives for which we, you know, that was open for us reading this book. Um, unfortunately, but I think it is I think it can be very important in in the way that, that Catcher in the Rye is important for people who share a lot of those identities, and, you know not everyone does um, so it's important to have movies, I think or, or books in, in any kind of media, um, for example like Pariah, which we will talk about in a later episode, but it's about um, a young black lesbian and it And it really deals with some shit. And as far as I remember it, it was an excellent movie. And um, it ended sadly. See, that's that's the two... That's the dichotomy here. Kind of showing up again. Mm -hmm. Happy endings and happy families and... Perfect scenes sell. Yeah. Because people want that. Because you want to... If you're... Especially if you're a young gay teen... You want to look at something and you want to be... You want to think, yeah, everything could turn out okay for me, too.
1: And that's totally fine. I, you know, I I absolutely want to see that. I want to see happy endings and I want to see really cheesy gay love stories because (laughs) that's adorable. And, like, that's... Of course I want that. But we also can't, you know, go without having the realistic things and the things that actually portray this information... And portray what it's like to be gay uh, at different intersections um, and different identities. Because it's not all perfect in Sunshine and Rainbows. And I'm afraid that if the perfect Sunshine Rainbow stories are what gets promoted, there's not going to be proper uh, comprehension of what it is like. What's it, what, what it's really like. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, somebody can't have the perfect Sunshine Rainbow experience. Because they can. You know? And that's fine. That's like, if absolutely you... okay. That's yeah. I'm not saying that you didn't have that if you did. Because that's something someone can have. It's just, it's not always going to be that way. And chances are there are people that won't experience that. Um, and if they do, it's not going to be their whole life.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, like, there's kind of a point in the movie, and I think in the book, where... Um, they talk about how being straight is the default, and why don't straight people have to come out? And and the thing is, like, straight people not only never have to come out, they're never outed against their will. They don't, you know. Get, we have to come out over and over and over and over and over and over again, at like everywhere. We were watching the movie with a friend, uh, actually earlier today, and like we were re-watching it and they were watching it for the first time and and my friend said oh no you're out now you're just gonna have to do that two billion more times you know <laughs> like, yeah there's always
1: going to be unless you are somebody who is just consistently openly out from the moment you are born which doesn't exist right chances are you are going to have to come out in one way shape or another and yes you will have many chances to do it. You will have many different people that you'll have to come out to. However, I can also understand the weight of him saying this is my thing. I'm supposed to be the one doing this because
0: because yeah. the first time is it th- is that yeah. is your choice, uh, especially when it's not just
1: to your friends. It's to the entire school. It's to everyone. Yeah. It's to your family. No, you don't get to decide that for somebody else. And if you do, you are an asshole because you have no idea what that other person is experiencing. You have no idea what their home life is going to be like or if they're going to lose all of their best friends because they've been outed. You have absolutely no idea the risks that could come from that person or come to that person, rather, and what could happen. You have no
0: fucking clue. Like, let let me tell you, though, here's the thing. This is something that uh, I that has happened to me a total of t- two times, I think, um, to my knowledge. Um, somebody, I, I told somebody, like, hey, I'm gay. Um, like, a, a both times it was a straight family member. And then that person just went and told fucking everyone. And I think this is something, like, even I, I accidentally almost did this. I, uh, a friend of mine who is out and proud about being a trans man... Um, and being on tea, uh, told me that he was going on tea and I was like, that's great. And then I actually went over and, you know, to you, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, Hey, did you hear he's on tea now? And then immediately after that, I was like, that's not the right, that's not what you do. That's not the right way to be. And, and things like that, you can't, it's, it's. If somebody tells you one thing, you cannot go and just tell everybody else. I had a lot of pressure from my brother and sister-in-law to come out to my parents who are homophobic. They're very, very conservative. Um, they're not horrible, but they're n- <laughs> they're the kind of people they like throw around, um, you know, a lot of horrible words. Um, and my dad is convinced that all gay men are pedophiles. You know, lesbians hate men, uh, and that's why they're lesbians. You know, just, you, like, you're kind of average t- shit like that, uh, homophobic shit like that. I got a lot of pressure from my brother to come out to them, and he said, you can't lie to your parents, and you're currently lying to them by omission. By not coming out to them. Let me tell you something right now, that's not fucking true. Like, that's never... Coming out... It, it, It might be something different if it were... It might be different if it were something like, you know, I'm addicted to drugs. Or, like, I haven't told them about some major development in my life or something that will... You know, there's not really a big, a huge reason for me to not tell them. I'm just, like, lying to them for no reason. Or not telling them for no reason. No. This is different, okay? You you do not get to tell someone that they're coming out doesn't matter, like, oh these people won't care. Or like it's fine to come out. Like just come out and just do it. And 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 tell other people about it against their will. That's not how this works. This entire story, Love Simon, is basically about how even if you have all the privileges in the world, if you're um a white, mask like gender conforming cis dude. And, and you grew and you're in the suburbs and you're you're well off all of the privileges in the world cannot save you from how difficult it can be to come out. Simon had all of those things and he still had trouble coming out he was still outed against against his will and that that that's not okay and it was still his it still needs to be his decision to come out and that I think is a very important message that we get from the movie and and the book, I think. Um, is that even even when everything is perfect, it's still hard. Absolutely. I think...
1: I, I, I know of a few different people who have been outed. Um, and all of the ones that I've heard of, whether they've told me about it directly or I've heard through proximity, is that
0: it did not go over well afterwards. They... Yeah, Either. it never does. Like, no. if you out somebody, it almost... I've never heard of anybody, like, saying, oh, this person's gay, and then everybody being like, cool. Like, yeah. that's never happened. Mm-hmm. If you're outing somebody against their will, it's because you know that something shit is going to happen and you're a bad person. Yeah, no, it, it, it...
1: Whether it was, you know, being gossiped about in the bathroom or losing their friends or being judged or being made fun of, there was not... There wasn't any sort of, oh, hey, I've been outed. Oh, well, not a big deal. Yeah. No, it's a big fucking deal. And never once have I heard of somebody who has been outed and had, you know, a mild reaction to it. it It's not your call. And chances are, if they, you know, they have a good reason for not being out. Exactly. They have a very good reason for not being out. And it is not your decision it's not your choice to make that decision for somebody on whether or not they come out. It's not. And yes, you may have a million different ch- chances to come out, you know, in your lifetime. But some are heavier than others. Yeah. There will be times when if you've spent your entire life, you know, so far, if you're in high school, hiding that secret. To, yeah, to use the cliche, hiding that secret. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a hell of a lot more weight, especially because high school can be so nasty and so judgy. Yeah. And if that, heaven forbid, gets out to the wrong people,
0: your life is fucking over. In high school. In high school, yeah. Yeah. And I you mean, know, even heaven... if it's not... Even if, like, you don't get kicked out or, like, the worst possible thing doesn't happen, even when it's just some people, like, hey, like, hey, hey, you know, you want butt sex or something? Even that, it, like... It's annoying. Yeah. It's not... It's...
1: Don't do that. It's inconvenient. And you have no idea what someone's family might be like. Yeah. You know, if, if you know, I I don't want to say I necessarily accidentally outed myself, but I, I had the conversation a lot sooner than I had planned on having it. Um, yeah. And g- God knows, you know, I got lucky when I told my parents that I was bi. You know, they didn't kick me out. You know, they could have done that. They could have kicked me out. They could have decided, we're not helping you pay for anything. We're not paying for your car, not helping for college. Nothing. You know, I got lucky. They didn't disown me. When I brought home a girlfriend, they didn't kick me out. You know, and I am privileged in that way that I got the good end of the stick. But that's me. There's no saying that, you know, if you out somebody, that's how it's going to go for them at home too. Because you have no fucking clue how much goes into keeping that identity and whether or not it's being kept for a good reason and any reason that it's being kept is a good reason
0: yeah no no matter what the reason is it doesn't it doesn't matter you it's not it, don't pressure people into coming out that's one of the things i hate it there's like a sort of trope in in some queer literature um and media and whatnot that you know uh, one partner doesn't want to be out to anyone it's you know two people are dating and and one doesn't want to be out and the other one says, "Oh, are you ashamed of me?" No, that's not what it's about. It's not about being ashamed of your partner if you're gay. It's not about it's, it's not about that. It's about being out and that's a personal decision has nothing to do with another person. And it should also not be predicated upon, you know, don't come out to your parents or to your family or to anybody really by saying, "And this is my girlfriend, boyfriend, partner person." Like do, like that's not you. It's about you, which I think a lot of people kind of use partners as a uh, sort of a, an icebreaker or a, or a conduit for the for the coming out, which uh, I can definitely understand. You're also not supposed to come out during a fight, which um, I can't say like I can't be a hypocrite and say don't do that, because that's exactly what I did. <laughs> And it was um, through the pressure from my brother and sister-in-law and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of shit. Um, so I think in that way, the movie is 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 pretty apt and, and very good at, at, at sort of getting to the root of that problem. Um, and in that way, we did, I think a lot of people did need it. Speaking of needing it, I do want to talk about that Time article. Are you taking a quiz right now? I am taking a quiz. It's due in...
1: 40 minutes yeah don't worry about it
0: (laughs) good job um so yeah in the time article this is the article that you've probably heard of where people are saying like how dare you write an article about how the 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 gays don't need love simon we do need love simon people are kind of treating it as i think um in my social circles at least as um as a sort of like oh fuck you. Like you you probably aren't even queer, you don't know. Um and and it kind of seems like that at first glance. The title of the article is Love Simon is a ground groundbreaking gay movie, but do today's teens actually need it? And this is might may or may not be an unpopular opinion, but I read the this article several times and I agree with it. Like I think it's actually it actually talks tux- touches upon pretty much all of the things we already talked about. It's it talks about how how Simon is is pretty privileged and gender conforming and cis and you know like like we don't need that like we don't need necessarily another one of these. What, what how great it is to be yeah we don't need it in terms of
1: we don't need it in a time where we need stuff that's. Groundbreaking and changing. We need this as dare I say it, background noise. You know, this is another one of those shitty love movies that comes out, you know. You get like an influx of them around Valentine's Day, like that sort of a thing. We need that then. Yes. We don't need it now. I don't like the fact that this article has a very clickbaity
0: title. It does. And I think that's why a lot of people got upset by it. But I everything this person says in the article is is very, I think, appropriate. And he does talk about how, um, for example, he says, uh, The movie faces a double bind. Young queer people in bad situations for whom it could represent a meaningful piece of affirmation might well find its stabs at relatability fairly ludicrous. This is true and that's true like exactly what we said yeah if you're if you're um like a person of color and or trans or you're not from an accepting family or you're not rich then you're not you're gonna look at this movie and you're gonna be like fuck you simon spear like (laughs) no you're not just like me yeah i wouldn't even say rich i would say comfortable comfortable yeah they're like really rich yeah his mother looks exactly like sandra bullock and both of his parents are super hot like, it's just m- casting. Maybe 40. I just want to say that right now. I just want to get that out of the way. Their par- mu- movie parents are always too fucking young. They're like 35, and they're like muscular and hot and rich. <laughs> Sorry. I d- I just That bothered me the they entire movie.
1: They're very comfortable. Yes. They're very comfortable. And I could kind of see a parallel between Simon's family, at least in the movie and in mine. You know, I think my family's pretty comfortable, at least from what they've let on, but the the family in itself was very it it felt very fake, it was very scripted, and they did not act natural like I had such a hard time enjoying any family scenes because it just felt wrong like it it it's cringy, yeah dare I say it's not a natural sort of interaction, and that family like bond wasn't there. No, it was very, you know, shitty movie like, oh, my God, look at my family. Let me run through the sunny kitchen on a school morning and I say hello to my sweet young sister and my mom and my dad and, you know, take a bite of breakfast and walk out the door. And that happened almost word for word.
0: I'm pretty sure that exact same scene happened at least three times. Yeah. And it's not. And then they got iced coffee. Who drinks that much coffee in high school? By Listen, the way? that's a thing. You want to talk to my sister? I That's and, crazy. And she... Who wakes up for school in time to go get coffee and, like, hang out before school? You're awake at, like, 5 in the morning, if maybe, that's what you're doing. Maybe not hang out, but when you live near a Dunkin'
1: Donuts or a Starbucks or even a gas station, because I was a slut for gas station coffee when I could mm. drink it back oh, in high man. school. <laughs> when you have the
0: access to it and you want it, You find a way to make it work. Oh, let me tell you, I didn't have a job through most of high school, Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't have any money, Um, so I couldn't really make coffee, but I was pulling these all-nighters, right? Um, And I thought, I really need something (laughs) to make me stay awake, but I didn't understand how to... I was like 16. I didn't understand how to work the coffee maker, and I didn't understand... I didn't understand how to make the coffee maker work, make coffee, how make coffee. And my parents also told me that I was too young to have coffee, so they wouldn't like show me and they wouldn't let me have any of it. So here's what I fucking did. All right. My parents use um, full, you know, whole bean and they grind it themselves. Right. Whole ass bean. Yeah. A whole ass bean. Absolute unit of bean. And I would take some of the beans and crush it up just like with a hammer and then t- put those crushed hammer beans in a uh, like a napkin or a paper towel and then pour hot water over the paper towel into a cup i was in my room at like 3am as a 16 year old making fucking coffee like i'm a goddamn drug addict like the spoon over the lighter you know <laughs> and i'm just like ah, i need some coffee i need some co- i'm going to get some coffee <laughs> Um, so that was me in high school, but, um, yeah, no, I definitely didn't have money to just fucking buy iced coffee from a store every day. I don't know, man, so, yeah, I think you know it, it this this movie was is for kids, you know, for teens, but not what? but it doesn't have to be you know, vapid, you don't have to hate it, yeah, like it do, well, I think I think it can easily. There are other shows and other movies and books that have sort of towed the line between being dark and being adult Um, and being, you know, kind of like the Cannes Film Festival, like Moonlight and Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah. And uh, Call Me By Your Name. Those things are clearly all aimed at adults. You can aim something at teens and even kids that is that is also complex. Right. So that's my main criticism of it. Um, that all being said, we did both cry in the movie theater when we first saw yeah. it. Yeah. I um one particular scene where I got emotional. Um,
1: I'm double checking that I have time on my quiz. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have 21 minutes. It's fine. I have four questions left. One of the peak moments that I got emotional during the movie um was in the scene where Simon is... Picturing what college is going to be like. Yes. Um, and it's the sh- just cheesiest, most ridiculous scene. He walks out and there's... I think it's I Want to Dance with Somebody. I think that's yeah. playing. Um, and he's just loving life. His college room is full of rainbows. He's got a bunch of pride, like, queer media-related posters up. Um, and everybody is wearing colorful clothes. And there's a whole dance thing out in the front lawn. And there's rainbow flags. And I as ridiculous as that sound lost my shit at that scene because that's deep down an overdramatic manifestation of what i wanted college to be yeah and i got into college and i was so excited i was like holy shit i that's what i wanted college to be in terms of symbolism i wanted it to be this big gay party i wanted it to be this this place where i could be out
0: and open and just full-on embrace my life. And... A lot of people see college as as see as being the place where you can be yourself and you're finally free from your parents and you're, all, you know, all these, especially if you grow up in a small town or in a, an enclosed kind of area, um, you're free from everyone and you can finally be something that nobody else thinks that you are. Right. I, I really liked seeing it because it suggested that
1: I am definitely not the only person who has had no. this experience. And you know. somebody just decided, I want to put this on screen because it's over dramatic and really cheesy, but it's true. It's true, and it's it's a great experience. It's you know yeah, it's seeing great. that seeing that on screen may be so emotional. It's like
0: representation does wonders. It does, and and you know when we went to see it in the theaters, there was a group of older gay men, mm-hmm. and you know they were like in their fifties. Yeah, and they all came as a big old group. And it was, like, us, a few other people, and the group of older gay men. And seeing that kind of shit, seeing a group of, like, full-ass grown men go to see a shit young adult rom-com, right, that's that's not something you see with, like, straight rom-coms. And the reason is because, you know, we they needed that. They never, these are people who have never seen themselves in any kind of happy-go-lucky, feel-good movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and neither have we, really. I mean, like, this shit, this whole, like, let's accept, you know, uh, LGBT people, that's recent. Very recent. It's within the past 10 or so years. I, I'm i really 10, 15 years um even you know my brother's 10 years older than me and he has a totally different view on that kind of stuff um if I had been born 10 15 20 years earlier than I was I I wouldn't have I just would not have come out um and I think a lot of people especially with the advent of of gay marriage have forgotten that I
1: think it's important to consider too that The fact that we still have to make the stuff and have these conversations shows that we're not there yet. And we probably won't be there in many, many years. We will probably still be having these conversations 15, 20 years out. And that's just what happens with social social change and acceptance of, you know, populations is that the conversation never stops. Yeah. It doesn't end. There's always going to be something else that needs to be worked on or another topic that needs to be discussed. We should talk about the... The book? The book and the movie. We've been kind of doing that, though. Yeah, we're kind of talking about points and then elaborating it. I want to talk more about, like, the
0: book and the movie itself, like, the characters. And things like that. Yeah, we can do that. Cool. I don't have really anything on the characters. Yeah. I, um, I don't have a lot either, and that's probably not a good thing. I
1: never really felt like they were worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well I... my
0: favorite thing is in the movie they inserted a joke that Martin tells and it's um what about uh what do you call someone who's black and Jewish? Bluish. <laughs> and and blue is black and Jewish and his yeah. So That's pretty not bad. Um yeah. In the book. So first things
1: first. There were a lot of changes between the book and the movie. Almost to the point where the base plot might be similar, but the characterization, the personalities of the characters, the uh, order of events, not a whole lot stayed. You know, even little minor things like whether or not Simon was a junior or senior, um, his email handle, that, that changed too. Um, It was hour-to-hour, note-to-note in the book and from my window one in the movie, which they did give a little shout-out Um, in the movie. On his little chalkboard wall in one of the opening scenes where he is first messaging Blue back, you can see the words hour-to-hour, note-to-note written on his wall.
0: Very cute. Um, It's probably just to, I mean, it's easier to read from my window one. Yeah, probably, yeah. But a lot of
1: big things, too. For example, in the movie, Martin, you know, to appeal to Abby, just asks her out in front of the entire school that's at the homecoming game. Just out of the blue. Mm. And, of course, she turns him down. And that was not a thing that happened in the book. In fact, he he asked her out pretty pretty later on in the book, if I remember correctly. It was not at all at the same timing that it was in the movie. Um, and they also cut out... There's a scene where Simon and his friends all go get drunk and go have a party. And they just entirely cut that out of the movie. Yeah, no, no, no. They have the... Or, well, I mean, they have, like, the party... But I'm talking about later on in the book. They have, like, a Halloween party. And then in the book, there's, like, another scene where they go out and he gets, like, hit on by a college dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And
0: his parents lose their fucking shit because he came home drunk. I mean, and then Simon gets mad at them. Yeah. And for, like, not wanting him to be drunk. And then, like, yeah. I think this was after Martin outed
1: him. I yeah. I can't really remember um from the book which is just sad that makes me angry i don't know if he ever tells blue while they're still in the email phase if that he's being blackmailed no he doesn't it sounds like in the book itself martin never actually posts the screenshots
0: he of just the says email. yeah
1: he just says a really like so childish message
0: yeah he says i remember he says um if you want to have anal butt sex the you know Simon Spears butthole is yeah ladies, open ladies need not apply you yeah know? which is funny because the the first thought that Simon has is um he needs to be taught the diff- like what redundancy is yeah. because he said anal and butt sex as opposed to you know other kinds of butt sex that are not anal which was funny but I, those things I think those are all little bitty things that I think could be ch- chalked up to making the movie flow a little bit better and kind of adapting it to the screen in such a way that makes it a little bit more palatable and, um, it's a lot more
1: worth seeing. Yes. You know, the the theater was a pretty big thing for Simon in the book and in the movie, you got a couple cutscenes cut scenes to it, but there weren't really a whole lot of scenes related to the uh, play. And I saw my note here that in the, in the book, um, one of the things that Simon notices is that he doesn't really make an effort to know about others um, and kind of talk to them and really know their lives um, and be a supportive friend. And he makes more efforts to do that. And that does not happen in the book. He does, Or in the movie. Um, he does ask Abby about her dad after Martin kind of gets on her case about it in the Waffle House scene. But he doesn't really have that sort of development as a character at all. He Like, as a character... He doesn't really develop. He never truly apologizes for yeah, he all, never of the, apologizes. all of the mess that he put his friends through, basically trying to restructure his friend group. You know, never once they find out and they are very angry. Um, and they eventually just kind of take him back. You know, and he has like a conversation with Leah or whatever. But there's not really a sit down, in-depth, heartfelt conversation. And you get that in the book. Um, Leah's character, by the way... Is very very different in the book versus the movie. Um, in yeah. the book, she's you know your typical angsty, jealous, insecure, teen girl. And she reminds
0: me a lot of me when I was in high school. Yeah,
1: me too. Yeah, I hated Leah and th- because she was pretty realistic. Yeah, she was real. Yeah, and she like I was petty
0: I, and and upset about a lot of things. I loved know? her and
1: I hated her with all of my heart yeah. because she was exactly like me. <laughs> And that's a pretty damn good characterization, and she was not that in the movie. She was just your typical like pretty nice um and she had her her quips or whatever, but she definitely had all of that
0: angsty, angry teen that was all gone. I also hate that they added in the like "No, Simon, I love you, yeah. And that never happened in in the book. She was into Nick in the book. And it kind of makes me feel like they added that just to be like, oh, and sometimes straight people suffer. Yeah. About you being Absolutely. gay. Absolutely. And it's, some you know, it's okay. Everybody has their own little secrets and it's okay. And it's not a big deal to be gay. Except Ugh. it is. And except, like, fuck off like if a straight person feels bad if you have a crush on a gay person that sucks for you it's not our fault and we don't need to see we don't need that straight shit to be forced down our throats in a gay movie not at all she used to in in the book she has a crush on nick which i feel like
1: could have made for a much better plot yes i think so much more could have come out of that especially because half of the plot centers around abby who likes nick and who ends up dating nick and nick who likes abby back you know, that could have been so much more. It would have to, it would involve a lot more work. Mm. You'd have to completely set up Leah's love life as a secondary plot over Simon's. But it could be done. You know, it, it's a movie, but you could do it in one way, shape, or another. But I, I don't like that they changed it so that she was in, like, emotional throes for Simon.
0: Yeah, that I I don't know that didn't sit well with me again because of the like uh, also also the straights yeah kind of feel another important note Leah as a character is bisexual
1: the author is writing a it's out actually yeah. I have it on hold at the library <laughs> um, it's called Leah on the offbeat and it takes place in, in Leah's point
0: of view instead and it does involve her being bisexual wait is it is it like the plot of what? of Love Simon, but from her perspective or is it a totally different plot? I think it's a totally different plot. I'm double checking uh because I haven't heard a lot about this.
1: I think it came out pretty recently. Um yeah, end of April. But she you know, in the in the movie, this is not implied at all, which is fine. I don't really know if they talk about it a whole lot in the book for Love Simon. Um
0: if they talk about it, you know, Leah's sexuality. And so that's why I'm not salty about it at all. Yeah. Well, it's from Simon's point of view, and Simon is, like, a shitty 17-year-old. Yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> like, no, he's not, he clearly is not thinking about anything that other people are doing at all, or, like, how they might feel, or who they might be um, as dynamic human beings. Yeah. And that's basically how you are as a teenager. You know, you we all, you gotta grow up. And I think um some people grow up a little bit more gracefully than others. Um, and some people are messy. I personally was messy, and you we all have to go through that. like we kind we all have to be shitty people. Um, and it's not because we are. We all have to do shitty things, I think. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it's not you as a person, it's what you do. And you just gotta just gotta deal with that. like that's who who you are yeah um by the way so the person who wrote love simon becky Albertali, is she queer at all i don't believe she is
1: i don't i don't believe that she is that's my favorite but it sounds like she's worked a lot with people who know what the queer experience is like like she she co-authored a book um, or is co-authoring a book with Ad- uh, adam silvera which i believe is a pretty popular author of queer media i have not read any of his stuff which i'm sure we will change and I'm looking into him right now, but I don't know if he's actually gay. He looks gay. He's got a rainbow in his
0: little... Twitter handle? Twitter handle, so I He would better be fucking gay.
1: It sounds like he's
0: gay. Well, so, Becky I just looked her up. Could be bi, but she lives with her husband and sons. So... What does it say? She could be bi? Oh, well, no, I, I'm just saying that myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Just because she married a man... Yeah, for sure. Um, Although that was the wrong choice. (laughs) Don't fuck with with men. Yeah, just kidding. You can do whatever you want, and I love you. That's a good. That's a good thing to point about is the the bisexual erasure that we see a
1: little bit in this movie. Bram, well, first of all, uh, Cal's character in the book he doesn't really get developed all that much in the movie. Um, but his character in the book, he ends up coming out as bi after Simon is outed. Um, Cal does come out as bi to Simon, which, you know, just as a side note, the support, like the support that is shown in both the book, well, especially the book, sort of the movie. Even if it's not 100% realistic, it's great to see how support is supposed to be for this kind of a situation. Mm. Um, Somebody who's accidentally outed or someone who, you know, was outed and now needs help. The community will come to help you. Yes. This is the good... This is, it's a good example. But um, Cal, it, Cal comes out as by, But in the movie, Simon, you know, when he's going through his experience of trying to find out who Blue is, he first thinks it's Bram. And at the Halloween party, he accidentally walks in on Bram, uh, feeling up a girl. And then a little bit later on, when they're at Waffle House, he speaks to a guy named Kyle, who he thinks might be Blue. Um, and at the homecoming game, a couple scenes later kyle asks simon what abby's deal is and if they were like a couple implying that he likes abby yeah and simon just immediately kind of shuts down and is like oh this is not that's not blue um and in his emails blue does say he's gay uh and this is reading 100 percent too much into it and rather just kind of a personal note but don't forget that things like experimentation and figuring out your sexuality exists And And so does bisexuality. Yes. Just as uh, sexuality in itself. Yes. And there is nothing wrong with not 100% knowing who you're attracted to or what you're attracted to. That's
0: totally fine. And also using the word gay to describe your attraction um, when you might not be very sure. Uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, you know, he, he does say that he's gay in his emails, but it's worth noting that it's okay to be bisexual and you are not any less of a queer person if you are not, you know, in a straight relation. If you're not in a gay relationship. Um, or if you identify as bisexual or pansexual. Um, I'm really tired of hearing people say that. Oh, she's bisexual, but she's dating a man. Oh, he's bisexual, but he's got a girlfriend right now. No, they're still
0: bisexual. Yeah, That, that does well, not go away when I you say, change your relationship. But she has a boyfriend or but she's married to a man because that sucks <laughs> that's your personal opinion <laughs> like, though men, men suck. <laughs> that's your personal opinion though that's true yeah that's true there there really isn't a but yeah um about it she's bisexual and she's dating a man um, she's bisexual she's got a boyfriend right yeah. now and you know that because you know that kind of goes into the scope of being bisexual and both of those people could have been blue yeah you know and actually bram was And Bram was blue. What was his justification? He said he
1: was just experimenting. Exactly. Yeah, so... You're allowed
0: to experiment. Listen, I have gone through so many straight relationships. Dude, I've gone through a couple straight relationships, too, and I'm the biggest fucking lesbian ever, so... Right. How... What other things do you have to say? Um, well, these are my
1: notes for the movie. Um, there are a lot of things where I just want to rail on how unrealistic the movie is. Um, But I think I've done that enough. Yeah. It's just not realistic, you know, 100%. Even in terms of, like, how the high school is set up, um, high school parties, which I have not been to many college parties, nor have I been to many high school parties. um, And those that I did attend were more, like, small kickbacks, you know, and not, like, full-blown, everybody smashed in the living room and kitchen. I've been to, like, one or two college parties like that,
0: and I hated them. Well, Um, listen, where were the high school parties with the red solo cops? Like, where were those? I had them. I've been to one. I didn't have those. I'm sorry. I I don't think I was cool enough. Maybe you just didn't know the right people. Well, yeah, I wasn't cool enough. (laughs) Listen,
1: you think I was cool enough to go to one of those? Maybe. You were cool enough to know the people who were cool enough. The people... We'll have this conversation another time. <laughs> we'll have this conversation off <laughs> None of these people were cool, necessarily. They just happened to be those people. Also, they sold red Solo cups for real cheap at the dollar store. So that's probably why I knew so many people that have them. Well, yeah, that's, you know, it's iconic. Um, I have a beef, uh, and it's that they took out Alice from
0: the plot. Yeah, they just... Simon's older sister just doesn't exist. Yeah.
1: I... Listen... I really liked seeing the family bonding between Simon and his sisters as someone who has sisters herself and would love to see that relationship between me and them develop. I'm really sad that that wasn't a thing in the movie. Um, And it wasn't a huge plot in the book, um, but it had some significance and there were scenes where, you know, Simon reached out to his older sister, Alice and I'm really bummed that that didn't happen just because that's another showing of support.
0: And it's a little bit more realistic. Yeah, but they couldn't in the in the movie, they couldn't have an older sister because um, his parents were 35. Yeah. <laughs> and and like hot again, yeah. not parents. Um, so they couldn't have a sister who was older because she'd then be the same age as their parents. And that'd be weird. Right.
1: Um, one thing <laughs> that I do I do want to make a note too about is that there were little quips throughout the book. That kind of suggested that, that the author or that Simon was aware of his privilege, but never went further with it. So there was a yeah. line where he, you know, one of his friends, Abby, in, I, I think she's described just straight up as black in the book. It's been a hot minute since I've read it. Um, and she lives in a different area than he does. And he's like, Atlanta is so weirdly segregated and no one ever talks about it. Um, it's on page 33. And that's it. They, they mention it, like, maybe once or twice, talking about how far Abby lives or whatever, but they never talk about that sort of a thing again. And how um, that affects Abby. Yeah. And then there's also um, another point where on page 90, he's like, we're probably the only family in the South without a Bible. And, again, it's a strange detail to include. It, it, it nods towards, you know, the privilege that Simon might have in terms of, like, having that liberal family. But there were little details like that, um, page one forty five, uh, when he's talking about um, somebody being nervous or whatever. It's like it's like he's our age, telling his parents he knocked someone up, which is totally the straight person Copeland of coming out.
0: That was quite. That the was sub-tweet. funny as fuck. That was amazing. I read that and I was like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah.
1: And and those kind of self aware quips are pretty good, like this one, page 65. Being secure in your masculinity isn't the same as being straight. Correct. That's great. That's a fantastic line. When you write shit like that, I expect more out of the book. And then it ends up being underwhelming because it doesn't follow through with messages like that. Yeah. And maybe that's just what happens when you're writing a story
0: about a high school kid. From the point of view of a high school kid who doesn't really have these... I mean, that's kind of like when you're a privileged high school student... Yeah, that's what you think. You think, hmm, that happened. Anyway. Right, let's be real here. High
1: school sucks for a lot of people, and it's not great for a lot of people. And sometimes you have to make the choice that affects yourself and keeps you safe more than somebody else. And that's not usually or always the right thing to do. Like, in the book, he just fucked up his friends, like, his friend circle. Or in the movie, rather. And kind of the book, too.
0: Yeah, don't try to sell your friend to another person who she doesn't like, basically, because just, you know, because you're being blackmailed, you should probably, you know, to to talk to that person first.
1: There's another way to do it that doesn't involve selling off your friend. Yes.
0: Because that will damage your... Or, like, forcing a relationship.
1: Yeah. If I were Abby, I probably would not um, want to be friends with Simon if that had happened. Yeah.
0: All right, I'm getting... I'm hot, and I need to, like, leave the space that I am in right now. Really? It's not that bad. I'm so... I'm hot and sweaty and, like, fidgety now. Oh, my God. Okay, we're gonna wrap it up. Because you're sweaty. I am so sweaty. It's, like, Um, 94 degrees. I'm, I'm just very fidgety, and I did... I know you had other things to say, probably, but... I could talk a long time about this. Um... Always remember to drink water. It's yes. getting
1: hot out for a lot of you. Stay hydrated. Um, eat food if you are able to. Yeah. Do your best. Drink water. Don't let yourself become overworked if you are able to help it. Yes. Be safe.
0: I'm Paige. I'm Alex. Uh, we're here, we're queer, and you've been listening to Casting from the Closet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can
1: follow us on social media. At the Serb underscore GRL is the Twitter. Its page is Twitter. Where my Twitter is, we're not really sure. We'll get that fixed someday. We need to find him. Yeah. Um, you can visit our website. It's castingfromthecloset.com. You can email us your sweet, sweet hate mail at castingfromthecloset at gmail.com. Please send us all of your awful, mean comments, because I live on hatred. That's a lie. Um, You will crush my spirit. Please. But I want to hear it anyways. Okay. Also, don't forget to donate to our Patreon. And if you already are, thank you for supporting your local lesbians.
0: Okay, bye. I love you. Be careful. Don't be overworking your imagination when you're lending support to that favorite sport. Cruising down the boulevard. Hot damn. Cruising
1: down the boulevard.